0: Everybody. Welcome on into Salt City FC. I'm Jake Hatch. Joined as always with my fearless co-host Sean Walker. Doing a yeoman's effort getting us our both coverage of the RSL match last Saturday and our featured interview this week as a result. So Sean, how are you bud?
1: Jake, thanks for, thanks for inviting me out of the cave that is Rio Tinto Stadium where <laughs> I spent a good 13 hours on Saturday afternoon and all I left was with a measly point. That's a good point. Yeah, you did leave it
0: just one <laughs> point, which is sad. A double header there with the Utah Royals facing off against the Seattle Rain. Also, Real Salt Lake taking on the Montreal Impact. And you're right. Only one point was gleaned from the home teams in those two matches.
1: It was. An experience. It was an experience. We'll leave it at was that. The, was the food worth it? But world? I would, I would like to say. Well, so the food was fine. Okay. Um, the food was fine. The weather really did not cooperate for the most part during the day game. No, it was. Um, awful. it was a little better during the night game, but Ugh. still not great. Um, but I would like to say I feel like I have been tested like Evan Bush, and I have lived up to that high standard after Saturday's match. <laughs>
0: there, you, there you go. Evan Bush really is kind of the story of this match. because uh, So let's recap real quick. Real Salt Lake drew 1-1 with Montreal Impact. On another night, RSL might have gone away as a 3-1 or 4-1 winner if there was a lesser keeper in goal. Evan Bush was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, sometimes there, there are moments, and I know RSL fans aren't going to want to hear this, you know, it's probably not much of a consolation, but there are some times where uh, an opposing team goes on the road and they figure out a way to, to do what they need to do to, to sneak a point or to get a road win or, or whatever it may be, um, and uh, and it requires a Herculean effort from somebody, and that was Evan Bush from Montreal the other night. Yeah. Who uh, Sometimes you just have to tip your cap. You just have to go, oh, all right, well done, sir. Very well done. um It's not a good result for Real Salt Lake by yep. any means. It's a better result for Montreal, which is trying to, which is in a very similar position as ours in the Eastern Conference, trying to scratch and claw for every point that they can get. Yeah, they're teetering
0: in the playoff race up Yeah, the, just to east, stay you know.
1: in contention for that six spot. um And uh, RSL still technically is above the playoff line but they are just clinging for dear life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Their, their postseason hopes are um, are like me on the rope at gym class, just clinging to it and not always moving, but trying to stay afloat. Absolutely. Well, Seattle's right. I was also really bad at gym, if you can't tell.
2: <laughs> Fair
1: enough.
0: Uh, Seattle's nipping on their heels, Sean. They've got a match in hand. We'll talk about that a little bit more, their surge up the playoff um, standings. we got to talk about that a little bit. Um, I thought Sean that Real Salt Lake played well and it, a one-one draw on this is that draw loss feel for RSL in this match because you have a Kyle Beckman looks like he's going to score one or two uh-huh. goals. Joel Plata had a good night, <laughs> but it just it um, it just didn't materialize in the form of goals, but I thought this all-in-all was a good performance for RSL. It just leaves you as a it's a gut-punch loss, uh, loss loss-draw. Okay, it's not a loss, but it feels like a loss because you only got the one point. When you feel like, well, they played well enough to take three.
1: Yeah, and really one of Montreal's few chances uh, was off of some very risk-reward set-piece defending in the 50th minute Yes, when uh, Yuka Ritala is just all alone at the top of the box and just rips an absolute scorcher. How he got the power on that shot cuz he didn't
0: really wind up all that yeah, much I was, thought. It was fantastic. But he just he power and placement and he's just he tagged it. It was a beautiful goal. I'll give him credit for that.
1: Yeah, his his first goal of the season and and it it technically doesn't come off of a set piece, but really it was it was RSL defending a corner kick the way they did, leaving mm-hmm. a couple of players unmarked around the top of the box that kind of led to that moment. Yes. Mike Pecky admitted after the match he said he said that's on me. I think that were his were his exact words where. Uh, it, you you take a risk reward where maybe you pull an extra guy for that back post mm-hmm. yeah. or declare something off of the line and that's going to leave somebody open around and, the and, top of the yeah, box. That top of the box, yeah. yeah. And and Ritala, uh makes his one chance really all season count yeah. in a big big way. Which again is really unfortunate because before before that moment and really throughout most of this match maybe until the final ten minutes or so. Um, this RSL back line had almost completely neutralized one Ignacio Piatti San Ignacio de Nacho yeah well yeah Um, as you will Brooks Lennon was was marking him all night I was gonna say particularly Brooks
0: Lennon alone was doing a great job
1: on him yeah and Kyle Beckerman and, and uh and I think it was Justin Glad. We're also switching off of him yep. with Brooks. Held him to one shot, yep. one shot, not a shot yep. on goal, one shot yes. in the first half. He had, a, I think, he had a, a late shot on goal as well, two or three shots on the night. But, but really, I mean, if you can shut down a guy like Nacho Piatti, y- you should feel pretty good about what you're doing against the Montreal Impact. But you fall asleep for a split second on a corner kick. Yep and defender makes you pay. There you go, and it ends up with a 1-1 draw. Like you
0: mentioned, Sean, RSL still clinging to that playoff slot. They're 6th in the West. Um, they're currently sitting on 35 points. The good news, I guess you can take out of this, is they're only 2 points out of 3rd place. That would be the Portland Timbers, who are two points ahead of them. But also, they've got teams clawing up right behind them as well. Most notably, the Vancouver Whitecaps sitting on 33 points. The Seattle Sanders, as previously mentioned, they're three points behind. And then, don't, don't look now, but Minnesota United, who's shown some good things in the last couple of months, Sean, they're sitting in ninth at 29 points. So it's it's nice and tight right now in the Western Conference.
1: Yeah, it's getting tight, and it's at a moment where, looking ahead, RSL's heading out for five of the next seven on the road, three straight away from Rio Tinto Stadium. Mm -hmm. That starts this Wednesday at LAFC. One of those rare national television broadcasts, by the way, ESPN. One of two this year, or maybe just the one. And then thinking, it's not many. Yeah, it's not many. (laughs) That's all that really matters. It's not many. It is true. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not a very good time to be stuttering for a Real Salt Lake team at home because of their uh, road trouble, shall we say, 1-8-2 on the road this season. So not not a good time. grand total of five points on the road
0: this season for RSL. Like you mentioned, Sean, the next three in a row on the road. It's gonna be it's gonna be incumbent upon RSL to manufacture points wherever they can here in this road heavy slate on the schedule. Cause I'm not gonna lie, they should in my opinion they should have done better at home with this when this recent run where they had a bunch of matches at home they didn't do as well. So it is gonna be imp- incumbent upon them to figure out what they need to do on the road to at least get a point out of a, at least a few of these matches coming up.
1: Right. And at the very least, I talked with RSL color analyst Brian Dunseth, friend of the podcast, uh, friend of the show, after the match for a little while. And and he told me it's just RSL just needs to give themselves a a chance. Mm -hmm. Go 45, 50 minutes without conceding a goal over the next three matches. Give yourselves a chance to earn a point. If you don't get a point in every one, at least a point in every one of them, it's not necessarily the end of the world. But find a way to give yourself a chance. Maybe sneak a tie here. Um, maybe try to pull off a win on the weekend something like that but but give your keep it nice and tight do what you did at Dallas do what you did at Seattle even do what you did at San Jose a little bit i know rsl fans aren't very happy with that <laughs> yeah. road draw but but if you can point. but if you can play like that against LAFC mm-hmm. there's a pretty decent chance that this LAFC team can then have to come out um, and, and try to break down a very tough RSL defense, and that'll leave them a little bit open on the counter. Maybe they can give them a little bit of payback for that uh, that uh, home, not even loss, that home route, that drubbing. home destruction, that home yeah. drubbing, if you will, well, in that the, home opener lost at many home this year,
0: Yeah, so there you go. All right, Sean, without further ado, let's get to it. Let's get to the interview. You had a chance to catch up with Brian Dunseth after the, the Montreal game, so here is your interview with Brian Dunseth.
1: Standing here literally right after the match, uh, RSL won, Montreal Impact won, a very disappointed and dejected Brian Dunset. You know, you know him as the voice of Real Salt Lake, um, color guy, ultimate Twitter guy color guy while also being twitter guy Thank you. um let's actually start there because that's that's the biggest compliment i think i can have for you It's how do you do it man how, how do you do twitter at the same time that you're calling a match i think you've answered this question before yeah.
2: multiple times but but it's, I got it's amazing it's an easy answer i got problems <laughs> um you know, throughout the years, being able to do all the different roles—from being a sideline person to analyst to play-by-play to deskos, um i have kind of found my space, depending on the role. And it's just fun. It's 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 fun to be able to communicate with the fan base. It's fun to be able to bust shops. Hey, Bill Riley, how are you? Bill You're Riley, dropping. Thing you it's true. It's all BS. That's wrong. That's uh, not yet. And in a few minutes, I will be. Not quite. Not quite. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's just fun. It's it's fun to be not able drunk, to not drunk calling the game. Yeah, yeah, call the game. Sorry, uh, it's it's just fun to interact with the fan base during the broadcast. Um, I've even I've even found that people inside the stadium that don't have access to replays will ask me questions during games: Is he off? Was it a foul? Red card? Is it penalty? Um, so it's just it's it's just a different dynamic. And I think now it's like eight years I've been trying to utilize social media in the midst of a broadcast and. Um, it's been good. It's it's. I think it's been absorbed in a way that is unique um, to the club and to the fan base. And I think it's it's sure. it was kind of ahead of its time when it started. People couldn't understand it, but I can tell you the compliments that I've gotten from across the league and broadcast yeah. partners um, that wish they could kind of implement or implement that type of interaction during a game. So it's fun and it's an honor to kind of have such a such a loyal group of, uh, of fans talking here with the well
1: it, it's certainly an Enrayo Salt Lake top of the league right now and it's use of social media and digital media and whatever i think you're absolutely right you're a big reason for that trey live tweeting games from the real Salt Lake account also a big reason for that so we should give him a shout out oh, on this podcast best. trey yeah. was the best on the rsl twitter yeah for sure um i also miss at ll cool trey
2: but that's another story we'll get into that later yeah I actually <laughs> i'm one of two people that still has the login information so might have tweeted a few times for ll tool trey <laughs>
1: That's fun, that's fun. Well, let's let's move, talking again with Ryan Dunseth here on the Salt City FC podcast. And as I mentioned, we just got done with a, I think what a lot of RSL fans are considering, a disappointing 1-1 mm-hmm. tie with the Montreal impact. Um, so there's going to be a lot of, I don't know if Salt's the right word, but a lot of maybe angst yeah. in RSL land over the next couple of days. What can you say, what, what are maybe some good things that you can say to them or some... I don't know, pick-me-up the right word, but is this is this draw really as disappointing as some are feeling right now?
2: It is when you compare and contrast it to FC Dallas and Sporting Kansas City. Um, but then you look at San Jose home in a way, you look at Colorado home, uh, and maybe even look at a point away at Minnesota United. And just that, those those numbers that are on the board that put you in first place in the Western Conference. Um, now listen, they're not going to be undefeated at home. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to go 12 wins. No no losses, no draws. But I think what's always given all, all of us the benefit of the doubt with this group is the struggles away from home, the Jekyll and Hyde performances, were always allevi- alleviated by what we've seen here. So, I don't blame fans for being frustrated after this. I was frustrated because, you know, with Kyle's opportunity, Jefferson's opportunity, Evan Bush stands on his head. Um, But I'll remind everyone there's no divine right to automatic three points, especially when you're playing at home. Sure. I uh, Kyle Beckerman
1: said this in the postgame, with us print reporters downstairs he said at, at some point you just kind of have to tip your head you just kind of have to say wow, I mean yeah. Evan Bush absolutely fantastic tonight um, so yeah, two points lost, but also a point gained it's not the worst thing in the world yeah I don 't think you take some disappointment, but maybe it 's a good kind of disappointment for this club
2: yeah I, I mean this, this this club's never done well kind of leading the pack. You know, I think they've always liked the chip on their shoulder. So we'll see. Um, you know, they, they stood pat in the transfer window. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get deals over the lines, even though they had offers out. Uh, so this is the group that it is, unless they can find somebody um, that is that is on a free right now and that could sign with the club. I still think it's a playoff team. Um, the points would indicate that, obviously. Uh, the points left on the board would indicate that. Uh, but now we're in the silly season, and we're going to see highs, and we're going to see drastic lows. For sure. Uh, Just one or two more questions right here, because RSL's
1: about ready to go on the road. You're about ready to go on the road, so Mm -hmm. I'll let you try to catch your flight (laughs) here pretty soon. Get a drink and then catch a flight. Uh, Five of the next seven, I think, are on the road starting Wednesday at LAFC. A little bit of a revenge game for Real Salt Lake. What do they need to do during this We'll call it a road trip. It's not every game away, but it's pretty close. I think three straight. It's pretty close to every game on the road. What what do they need to do through this trip to maybe get better in your eyes?
2: Yeah, two things. Uh, The basics is get through the first 45 minutes without conceding uh, and give yourself a chance in the second half. Um, The biggest issue that this group has faced is on the road when they've conceded. They've become incredibly naive at times with the way they were chasing the game. So if you can keep it tied like it was in Dallas, keep it tied like it was in Seattle, um, unfortunately keep it tied like it was in San Jose, you've given yourself an opportunity. It's going to be difficult in L.A., it's going to be difficult in Houston, it'll be difficult in Colorado, uh, but I still think, again, I'll repeat myself, it's still a playoff team in my eyes. You're going to be calling that game at LAFC? I've got tomorrow, I've got Seattle uh, at home against FC Dallas on Fox Sunday. And then Wednesday, I've got Real Salt Lake at LAFC for ESPN. Uh,
1: You know we're a food podcast that masquerades as a soccer podcast. So give me two food recommendations. First in Seattle, that's going to be a little dated when people are listening to this. uh, Uh, Your must-go-to in Seattle and
2: then LA, more importantly. Okay, so in Seattle, right next to the original Starbucks, uh, if you're facing Starbucks, Starbucks, to the left-hand side is a little Mexican store. And if you go inside there, you can get incredible horchata, but you can get some of the best burritos, homemade burritos that you, I mean, it's this little hole in the wall right next to the Starbucks. Right next to the first time. Yeah, right next to the first. In L.A., uh, a block up from Staples Center, there's a breakfast place, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a parking lot in between kind of the the start of the Staples Center uh, and that breakfast food pie, but you got to get there early because if you don't, it'll be like a two hour wait. And okay. a block away from the Staples Center. Yeah, Brave, north. North. Block Straight north of the Staples Center. Brave that downtown traffic because
1: mm-hmm. it's worth it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> All right. Brian Dunseth, RSL color man, oh, Twitter man. guy extraordinaire. Thank
2: you sure. so much, man. Yeah, looking forward to the next one. There you have it.
0: Sean, I am amazed that Brian Dunseth can legitimately tweet and give his literally. In my opinion, one of the, no, he's the best color analyst in, in the game, at least among the American soccer ranks in my opinion. The fact that he can tweet, twiddle with his thumbs, tweet while also making a salient point with DJ sitting there while live action is going on, it is something that I cannot even comprehend being able to manage.
1: Yeah, I I think you work with DJ in your day job a lot, yeah. and uh, you have a hard enough time tweeting during that radio show. Yes, yeah, so you and you don't have to talk through a microphone. So. Yeah, so the
0: fact that <laughs> Dunny is sitting there, tweeting, responding to somebody with on one point, while on the other hand analyzing the action out on the field that is happening in live time, is just amazing to me. But RSL appreciate.
1: friends RSL yeah. fans really are spoiled with Brian Dunseth, like nice. I mentioned before. Very good friend of the show. Always a pleasure to have him on. Always a pleasure to get his insight and his breakdown mm-hmm. on all things Real Salt Lake. Um, and just a fantastic human being, fantastic dude, great father, mm-hmm. and also a very good uh, bevy of food recommendations. Exactly. I want to go try
0: this Mexican joint. Uh, they were shot at the burritos in Seattle. Hole in the wall next to the first Starbucks. I need to get up to Seattle and give this place a shot. Um, But he also talks about the NLA, the breakfast cafe there. So yeah, he's it's well traveled, so he knows exactly where he likes to eat and what he likes to eat. So I trust
1: his recommendations, yeah, for sure. 100 percent didn't get any sushi this time, but maybe next time we'll have him on again. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Um, so yeah, there you go, Sean. Let's let's transition now. Um, so
0: you normally we'd transition here and talk about some of the other local teams, but we're gonna jump straight into some MLS news here because he was headed up to Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, he caught Seattle FC Dallas, yeah, on the weekend, so Sunday. He saw he got a first hand glimpse of Seattle and the Sounders man ever since this um is it Raul Rui Diaz is that the forward they signed mm-hmm. they have just flown up the playoff rankings we thought they were going they were done for the season we I was writing them off and just like that they have a match in hand and only 3 points out of a playoff spot behind Real Salt Lake in the 6th spot
1: Yeah, one of these days, the annual early-season slump slash mid-season tear for the Sounders isn't going to happen. It's not going to materialize. (laughs) Uh, But it is not this day. It is not this year. Yeah, Raul Ruidi, as you mentioned, has been an absolute game-changer for the Sounders side. And Nico Ladero is suddenly showing up. He had the game-winner against FC Dallas on Sunday. And if if they can get—I mean— if they can get the type of touch and the set piece control out of Nico Ladero for the remainder of the season, in addition to that control brought in by Rui Diaz, this Sounders team is suddenly looking so much more dangerous. Uh, it's RSL's only road win on the year, and it's probably a good thing they drew the Sounders on the at Central League Field back before the uh, transfer window. Because I'm not sure if the Salt Lake side, sorry, would beat Seattle right now.
0: I have a hard time arguing with you on that point, I'll be honest. It's I, a lot of hypotheticals. No, but, you know, it, 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 they're hypotheticals, but they're well... Um, well founded in reality is is that a, can I say that is it well founded in reality I, I don't know I is hypotheticals but I feel like they're they're well thought out hypotheticals that's the way we should say well thought out hypotheticals there Sean
1: yeah so, I mean we'll, we'll we'll just leave it at this Seattle yeah. eight straight unbeaten uh huh eight straight unbeaten now it's no Portland Timbers fifteen in a row that was just barely dashed yep this past week but that's a significant chunk of change, a significant amount of ground being made up in the playoff standings. And you can see it right now by looking at the Western Conference table.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, Sean, I know you want to talk a little bit more about this in added time, but we do need to mention the one, the only, the ageless Wayne oh, Rooney. Oh, that's just. So, wow. Rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated based on just one play from last <laughs> night's match. I think, at least, because he goes and sprints. What would you What would you estimate that to be? Sixty yards, seventy yards. He sprints uh, downfield, uh-huh. makes a tackle, dispossesses a guy who was on a break from the ball. Oh yeah! Dribbles upfield for that about twenty yards, then launches a cross that is just marvelous at its placement
1: all the way across the field to the left side to a streaking Luciano Acosta who leaps over a defender and heads home to the
0: far post to give DC United a three, two win over the Orlando city SC. Yeah.
1: Vintage Wayne, vintage Wayne Rooney, excuse me, in all of its glory. It's the same Wayne Rooney that still wears Everton pajamas. It's Mm -hmm. the same Wayne Rooney that brought Manchester United to some semblance of champions league glory. Um, yeah you're you're right rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated it's really nice to see a guy who came over to major league soccer as a retirement league just looking to drink mimosas on the beach and occasionally play (laughs) some footy have a significant impact in a yeah in a pretty big win for dc united and you know my favorite part about this moment jake hatch what's that the fact that rooney puts in so much work for that tackle Puts in the work to start the counterattack, whips in that ridiculous cross to Acosta, who scores the game-winning goal. Um, and then he doesn't even have the legs left in him to run over to Acosta and celebrate with him. He just <laughs> he just stands at midfield, gives a big thumbs up, and then waits for the final whistle. He does the, the <laughs> Will, Will Ferrell, "You're my boy Blue," or "You're my boy Luciano." Like,
0: yeah, he's just you could tell he's completely gassed because to make that run in the 96th minute and get that winner, hey, I. I completely get it. That that was phenomenal. We'll get to that. We'll talk a little bit more about that. All right, Sean. So let's take a time out here. We'll come back. We need to talk about the Utah Royals. Uh, analyze their match against the Seattle Rain and where they stand in the playoff standings. So we'll get to that. Also, added time coming up. We also got to examine the international game. So a lot to get to here on Salt City FC. back to salt city fc jcats sean walker sitting here with you talking soccer up and down the wasatch front and worldwide sean you mentioned at the top of the podcast that you sat at rio tinto stadium or worked at rio tinto stadium for 13 hours last saturday and you saw one point i did i did get lunch in between there to be fair so but still you it was a long day it It was was a long day though. but you the so in the in the Day part of the day-night doubleheader, the Utah Royals are facing off against the Seattle Reign. Uh, The Royals were looking to really make another push up the playoff, um, up the rankings or not the rankings, the standings to make a run at the playoffs. But they come away 1-0 losers against the rain, which really puts a dent in their chances to make the playoffs, in my opinion. What what did you take away from it, Sean?
1: Yeah, really more of a missed opportunity, I think, than a bad loss. Seattle is the second-best team in the National Women's Soccer League, league, plain and simple. And um, Jessica Fitchlock scores her first goal of the season in the second half after Utah had played well enough defensively Mm -hmm. but not great offensively. Uh, had a couple of chances that they just skewed or skied or, or downright missed. Uh, Fishlock gets her one chance off of a uh, off of a set piece, heads at home, her first goal of the year, one 0 to Seattle. That's how a lot of teams will play Utah, and uh, they'll certainly take the three points there.
0: Exactly, and that's there. There you go. I, I I really liked it. It was just how it worked out, and I really um wonder. Okay, so we have three matches left. We're correct for for the Royals. The Royals here? have three matches left. Okay, in in essence, the way I see it, this is just you know me. I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a distance of observer of the Royals, <laughs> but. I, I think they have to pull nine points here to make the playoffs. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think three must-win matches for sure. These final three of the regular season starting this Saturday at Washington. Then they get Sky Blue on the road. And then they end the season with uh, the Chicago Red Stars at home. Chicago right now one point ahead of Utah in the standings. They've got two games in hand on there. Mm-hmm. Um, just behind Orlando for that final playoff spot. So real realistically and I I know Portland's not totally secure with their third place spot but realistically you've probably got those three teams um and then Houston even just 2 points behind Utah but but more more than likely those three teams battling for that fourth and final spot in the postseason so yeah so now is the time utah's got to win out the rest of the way um and hope for a little bit of help maybe you know orlando's got a really tough schedule coming up here chicago still has a couple of a couple of games against teams that are ahead of them in the schedule so i mean those games in hand can suddenly disappear really quick with a few losses to to north carolina or to portland or whatever um before you know it jake the fourth and final playoff spot in the NWSL might come down to the Royal season finale hosting the Chicago Red Stars. Which, based on previous results this season, does not bode well for the Royals. No, no, it does not. <laughs> so Utah, Utah and, is the only team in the National Women's yeah. Soccer League. Here's a fun stat for you. Uh-huh. They're the only team in the National Women's Soccer League to go unbeaten against the runaway league-leading North Carolina Courage, which has already clinched the the supporter shield, by the way, mm-hmm. or the NWSL yes. shield. Um but against the four teams above it in the playoff standings, the Royals are currently winless. <laughs> against Seattle, Portland, Orlando, and Chicago. Oh,
0: well, great. 7-7-7 seven,
1: seven, and seven on the year. When you get seven draws, I mean, yeah, you're probably exactly. going to have some weird quirks like that. Yeah. But,
0: but I, I mentioned this to you last week, Sean, but the Chicago Red Stars for the Royals, it's probably the curse of Murph. <laughs> I remember I remember <laughs> mentioned that to you Murph. last
1: so We need a drop about the Curse of Murph. Michelle, get
0: on it. Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos. Did I get her name in the right order? Former, BYU, Former star, BYU star. Former BYU star. a state championship at Alta. Yeah, exactly. She, play, she plays for the Chicago Red Stars. So, yeah, there you go. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm with you, though. I really do think that that final playoff slot could come down to that match. But the Royals have to take care of business against the Washington Spirit and Sky Blue in the next two weeks to set that up.
1: Yeah, 100%. And getting a full week of training, I think, before going to Washington, and then they're going to stay on the East Coast to go play at Sky Blue the next Wednesday. Um, I I think this week will be vital, try to get some more training time, some more reps in Mm -hmm. with Kristen Press at the center forward spot. She's been playing on the wing a lot lately. She moved over into the middle of the park on Saturday. Um, She played well, but she wasn't always in great sync with her teammates there. Uh, wanting to push her wide and that sort of thing, and so maybe a week of training kind of alleviates that, and you can suddenly see uh, a world-renowned international striker score more than the two goals that she has on on the season.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I this playoff race is it's intriguing, um, but Sean, I do have to say the best moment from the Royals this weekend goes to Becca Moros. Yeah. If you, if you haven't
1: seen this on social media, it, you need to look it up. I I might be. Is it possible to be? I don't want to say anything about Becca here because that could be really demeaning. But is it is it possible to, to be in love with a moment? Mm, sure. Yeah. Why not? I I might be, I might be in love with uh, this moment from Becca Moros. Walk us through the play, if you will.
0: So uh, Megan Rapinoe she gets fouled. Rap- Rapinoe. Rapinoe, I, I screw up her name all the time. Rapinoe, Hi, Rod. yeah. They, oh, wow, <laughs> wow. I'm okay. I'm wow. I, I'm gonna just gloss over that. Okay, Ra- Megan Rapinoe gets fouled, and Beckham Morals takes exception to the um, nature of how how it all went down. So she decides, hey, guess what? I'm gonna show the referee exactly how how it all played out, and she decides to. As D- as D- Brian says would say, pull up the landing gear and fall to the ground.
1: Yeah, no, per- that's a perfect description. Perfect description of this moment. So she gets. So Becca Moros gets a yellow card for simulating a simulation.
0: Yes, exactly. I guess. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, calling out Megan Rapino for what she thought was a dive, and that was a perfect explanation, Jake. Now I just want to add one thing. Wait. A does it work in this scenario? Everything's always better with Celine. <laughs> Everything's always better with Celine. Anyhow, we'll post that on our Twitter feed at Salt City we will. FC. Uh, yes. I tried to post it on our Facebook page last night, but Facebook denied it. Apparently, okay. Something with copyright.
0: Oh, whatever. Sad. whatever. But, yeah, Becca Morrow's just absolutely classic. Yeah, simulating a simulation in her mind, and she gets the yellow card for her trouble. There you go. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Royals can do. Like you mentioned, Sean, full week of training before they go out on the road to the Washington Spirit. Hopefully they can pull the three points out of there and really keep the chase for the playoff hunt alive. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, before we take a break here, Sean, i need to drop a quick note in on the Real Monarchs, SLC. Uh, tough loss on the road, 3-2 at the Oklahoma City Energy. Um, they, they've had some interesting, Sean, when the Royals, have uh, not the Royals, the, the Monarchs haven't lost a lot this year, Sean, but when they lose, it isn't some weird just, venues, and just scenarios on how they ultimately lose points on the road.
1: Yeah, some strange, strange juju when Real Monarchs leave Harriman. So yes. I think what we're learning is they should never leave Zions Bank Stadium.
0: No, they're dominant at home, if as they should be.
1: If you haven't seen it yet, though, go ahead and Google, look it up on Twitter, wherever. It's it's all over the place. It's on YouTube. It's on it's on Twitter. It's on everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Blake's goal in the 60th minute. Yes. Yeah. Um, Equalized for the Monarchs at two to two before they gave up an 83rd minute strike by uh, Monty Patterson, Oklahoma City. But uh, Blake's goal there in the 60th minute is incredible. It was pretty. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's some fine work. Absolutely fine work for a guy who's playing with the Monarchs on loan. From Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well no, done, sir. Yeah, well, done. No,
0: well, well, it was yeah, it was a great, take, a well taken goal. So yeah, so they'll be back in action this Saturday as well. They remain on the road. Uh, they're going to face the Tulsa Roughnecks that is set for Saturday at 8 p.m. Another chance for the Monarchs to pick up pick up points. Um, they still remain atop the USL standing, which is the good news. But Sean, they continue to have teams right on their heels. Orange County three points behind Sacramento Republic, four points, and then Phoenix Rising, six points back. And uh, I believe the nice part is for Monarch. yeah, the Monarchs, I'm correct in saying this, they have a match in hand on both Orange County and Sacramento. So that is the good news for the Monarchs.
1: Uh, Yeah, 100%. And it's, I mean, it's just another example of uh, all challengers coming, if you will, against the Monarchs. They've been able to stave, stave them off. Uh, so far, we'll see if they can do it again.
0: Yep, there you go. All right, Sean, let's take a time out here. We'll come back. We do need to talk about your toffees in the English Premier League, the opening weekend. Do we? Yes, we do. Do we? Yes, Okay, we fine. You had one of the funner matches right, of, of the opening weekend for the Premier League. We'll get to that you next. Say that's say that as
1: a non-supporter.
0: And we also got added time coming up as well right here on Salt City FC. It is back, and it is back. In Football's coming home. Football's coming home. It's, it's Football's in, coming home. It's in full force. Of course, the opening weekend of the English Premier League spread across, I believe it was three days. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't think they had a Monday match this week, of course. If, I, if I'm missing, we're missing it right now as it, as, it, as we're recording, if it is, but I don't think they did. I'll take your word for it. But, um, Sean, uh, opening weekend... Some interesting results, I thought, but for the most part, it went chalk. Um, Your boys, the Toffees, Everton, um, a little hard done with a red card, in my opinion, um, but they ultimately settled for a 2-2 draw against the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, My club, the Tottenham Hotspur... Or Tottenham Hotspur, not the Tottenham Hotspur. I'm struggling with this whole "the" thing. I did the last week with the MLS deal, anyways. Tottenham beats Newcastle two one. We'll forgive you. Um, what were your What were your overall thoughts on how the opening weekend played out across the pond?
1: Uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, you mentioned it right there. A lot of chalk. A lot of uh, lack of surprises. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know it's on the road, but I feel like Everton kind of had, and maybe this is my my uh, blues biases speaking, but I feel like Everton maybe had a, a pretty good chance to win at Wolves, yep. dropping points, even if it is on the road. I guess you'll take a road point if you really have to, but uh, it just feels like a missed opportunity to pick up a little bit more there. Uh, Manchester City's 2-0 win, shutout win over Arsenal is obviously a big deal the more things change the more they stay the same right but the biggest deal jake is mighty bournemouth and hey. crystal palace are currently in champions league spots in the english premier league <laughs> <laughs> through match day one of through 30, match day one of 38 respectively third and fourth on the table oh well, there you go that's yeah that, uh, hey good for them yeah Enjoy while As lasts. decided by the like seventh tiebreaker of Bournemouth and Crystal Palace have um, alphabetic seniority to Manchester City, Watford, yeah. and Manchester United and Tottenham.
0: I do have to say I, I caught most of Manchester United Leicester City, which was the first match officially of the season. Man United looked like they had things in control, but Jamie Vardy um, and Lester made it interesting at the end there. So yeah, one hundred percent. That one was a Is little. Lester more back? Uh, we'll see. Is Lester back? We'll see. They their run a couple, Was it? Has it been three years now since they did that, or was it two years ago that they they made the six thousand to one odds run or five thousand one one odds. 5,000 to 1 odds to win the Premier League, and they did it. It was just a phenomenal run. It would be interesting. It
1: was was too long ago. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. We
0: need another one. We need another one, absolutely. Bring Um, it home, boys. Sean, kind of previewing some of the matches this weekend real quick. Um, Chelsea Arsenal really (laughs) stands out here. Two of the heavyweights when it comes to the Premier League squaring off Saturday. uh, Scheduled for 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm sure it'll, of course, be on NBC or NBC Sports Network. You can catch it there. Um, I also think that a sneaky a sneaky good matchup, in my opinion, has after what they showed in the first week is Crystal Palace and Liverpool.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Again, the stage all to themselves next Monday. Uh, I this is this is a this is a game that uh, Crystal Palace might be able to pull out. Liverpool, of course, crushed West Ham four 0
0: and. As you would expect, you're what? probably
1: going to hear that a lot. You, you, Somebody yeah. crushing West Ham this year. Yeah, no the, offense. The Hammers, to any West Ham fans, Danny Hammer's fans. Out the, the Hammers
0: numbers. struggle, man. They just they're they're they they can't seem to figure things out. They're just changing managers all the time. They can't ever seem to just get out of their own way.
1: Might take them a couple of weeks this year too.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but we'll see.
1: yeah, but yeah think, I'm looking forward to Palace and Liverpool. Yeah, 100. Um, Everton, Southampton doesn't really do it for me. I know I'm supposed to be the Token Toffee supporter on this <laughs> podcast, but I'll probably be paying a little more attention to Palace and Liverpool. Yeah. The absolutely. other side of Merseyside, if you will.
0: Yeah. Um and me, you know me, I'm a Tottenham guy. I just watching Fulham, who might be my second team in in the Premier League. It'll be fun to see them square off this weekend. It's fun to
1: ha- I just like having Fulham back in the Premier League. And speaking of second team, our Lady of Beloved Brighton Home and Albion Hosting the great Manchester United. Taking on Man
0: United. Jose Mourinho traveling out to Brighton. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Get there for the pregame. Yeah, exactly. You never know what'll happen. So there you go. That's some of our thoughts on the Premier League. We'll be doing it as as the season progresses. We've made it through one weekend, and we have 38 matches to go. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. The grind continues. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, I'm hoping that maybe we do get a Leicester City that mixes things up this year. It'd be a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens. All right, Sean, uh, we'll take our penultimate timeout here. We'll come back. Added time, stuff that didn't fit in the podcast earlier. Um, and I know, of course, we mentioned this. There's going to be a heavy dose of Wayne Rooney. So stay tuned for that right here on Salt City FC. Welcome back to Salt City FC. Jake has Sean Walker along for the ride here. In added time, Sean, of course, we hit the stories that didn't necessarily fit um, in the rest of the podcast, some of the stuff that might be off people's radars, and news of the weird and unique and all kinds of things. We've had crazy stories that have come up in this added time, but I'm going to let you fire off first here, so here you go.
1: Jake, I don't know how much of the uh, 2018 FIFA U20 Women's World Cup you've been watching,
0: Okay, but... I did see. There this. is
1: one match that you need to, you absolutely need to watch.
0: Are you playing the sound from this?
1: Is that what we're getting to? Yeah, I'm. I'm committing. I'm committing an audio, a uh, radio faux pas again. It's okay. As I'm wont to do. This video. If you have not seen this video, we'll have to put it on our social media. I,
0: I think you already put it out there, didn't you, Sean? It's already on Salt City FC's um, Twitter feed, at least. Oh, it is. And just a wild, wild play. I don't think you can score a goal like this in...
1: Here is Hemp, on a hat-trick.
0: Here we go.
2: Still going Hemp. And it's in. In the most bizarre of circumstances, Lauren Hemp has claimed her hat-trick. So... She just wouldn't give it up. She just... That is one of the strangest goals you will see in this tournament. Tenacious play by the teenager. Oh, perhaps would you. have had a penalty, Alvarado. Couldn't it was it a. a... And,
1: uh... There you go. So, Sean, break J- down. Jets fans may remember several years ago a certain uh, Mark Sanchez classic called the butt fumble. Yeah, we'll explain this play for people. Well, Lauren, Lauren Ham scored a butt goal. Yeah, Yeah. very much so. So uh, 18-year-old Lauren Henn playing in the uh, U20 Women's World Cup for England. England's already up 5-1, just trying to salt away the game. She's sitting on two goals already. So she uh, dives into the penalty area and takes a really rough tackle from the goalkeeper um, and tumbles over the goalkeeper and the ball and Uh then lands on the ball and And it just squirts pop, it yeah, pop, just pop right into the pops right into the goal and like you heard she
0: gets the hat trick for the hat trick yeah exactly so yeah, fantastic it's a way to cap your capture your hat trick there is with just one of the most unique goals i have ever seen so yeah there you go so big hat so
1: lauren hemp lauren hemp there you go big hat future off to her. england women's world cup star there you go we'll see what happens also uh if you follow her on twitter you'll know
0: that was entirely intentional Oh, okay, of course. Yeah, I, I totally meant to do that, guys. Come on. All right, Sean, in my added time here, uh, I wanted to talk. We're, so we're going to go to Spain here. Sevilla midfielder Roque Mesa, I hope I pronounced that, um, pronounced that correctly, has said the introduction video assistant referee VAR technology means players, quote, can no longer cheat or trick the official, unquote. Okay. Okay. So he was speaking after the VAR, which is being implemented in La Liga this season, was called upon for the first time in Spanish football in the ninth minute of Barcelona's Super, Spanish Super Cup win over Sevilla. Um, it, was a, it was a technology was used to award Sevilla's goal that was initially ruled for offside, with the assistants finding that Pablo Sarabia had been onside when he met Luis Mariel's pass to give his side a surprise early lead. It says in one way VAR is good. On the other hand, you lose a little bit of the essence of football, Mesa said. You can no longer cheat or trick the official. MLS fans everywhere are screaming, "Oh really?" Because they have seen plenty of VAR decisions that have either Continue to get the decision wrong, or have overturned a call that was initially right, and they decided to overturn it. And I think even the World Cup proved this as well. The VAR still not perfect.
1: I, I just have one response to Senor Mesa. Okay.
0: It's not good enough. And then I get from the, the LLS <laughs> is stop criticizing the referees. Thank you, Mike. You're right. You're dead on there. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. So I. I, I admire his his belief that this system is going to clean up football sure and it's gonna you're not be able to no long quote can no longer cheat or trick the official, but pardon my lack of belief in the system
1: yeah it's it's good to be optimistic it is uh it is definitely good to be optimistic and Jake, you teased us earlier earlier in the show, but you know who else was really optimistic Saturday night who that playing. Uh, a terrible, terrible Orlando City SC team. Oh. I'm talking about one Wayne Rooney in stoppage time with an amazing tackle that led to an assist on Luciano Acosta. Sorry, MLS Team of the Week Yeah, midfielder Luciano Acosta uh, for the game winner, DC United 3-2 over Orlando. You know what makes that moment even better, though? I have an idea because we already heard it once in this podcast, but go
0: ahead.
2: <sighs> Sean.
1: Honestly, speaking, We should probably stop playing that, otherwise we're going to get fined for copyright.
0: Probably, but do you think Celine ever imagined in her wildest dreams that one of her most famous songs that was written for a love story en- ends up being like the ballad for great sports
1: moments in the 2010s? I don't know, but I kind of want to start a Titanic soccer account. Titanic? <laughs> hey,
0: it's actually a good idea where
1: you like you just dub over all you know, these the great same. Soccer the moments. same as Titanic hoops, just yeah. with soccer. There you go. Yeah, it's got to exist, right? Oh, you would hope so. Hold on, I'm going to n- look this up right now. This if is not, called multitasking on the podcast. If not,
0: if not, Sean, you need to start this. Well, there we go. It,
1: it does, does not. E- it does not exist. It does not exist.
0: All right, Sean Walker, coming soon to you is Titanic Soccer. So
1: there you go. It'll <laughs> That's be my a, burner account. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> That'll be my. All right, burner Sean. Account. Any final thoughts for you? Uh, another tough week for RSL, tough week for the Royals. We'll see if they can get back after it this weekend.
0: Yeah, so uh, so let's break down the schedule for you here. Um, I believe it's all road matches for the local teams this weekend, correct? So Real Salt Lake is on the road. They are so they face Wednesday night. They are in LA to face LAFC at the new Bank of California. Is it Bonk <laughs> or Bank of California Stadium? It's always Bonk, even okay, though it's bonk. Bank. All right. Anyways, so that's that's that is Wednesday night. Then they follow that up with another tri- quick trip down to Houston to face the Dynamo, and then of course uh, the Utah Royals in. Royals in action against the Washington Spirit on Saturday and the Real Monarchs SLC on the road at the Tulsa Roughnecks. Did I get that all correct?
1: Uh, A lot of matches. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Monarchs, Tulsa, Zions Bank Stadium. Did you mention that? Sorry. Is it a home game this yeah. weekend? Monarchs, so we Tulsa, did... Zions, Bank Stadium, okay. Saturday at 8 so p.m. A, so we
0: do have one home
1: match. If you really okay. do want to get your soccer fix right there on the uh, opening weekend of high school football on the Wasatch Front. That is also and then uh, they'll host uh, LA Galaxy 2 next week as well. So a little bit of a uh, ho- mini homestand for them, if you will. Well, Three of the next four
0: at home. So support the teams, get out to the matches, and, of course, you can always drop us a line. Hit us up at Salt City FC. You can also drop a line at saltcitypod at gmail.com if you want to do old-school email. Let us know what you think, any suggestions you got, uh, guests you want to hear from. We're always open to guest suggestions, and we'll get to it all um, next week as we kind of recap how things went over the next week. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Salt City
1: FC. Slide into our DMs.